Today, we're going to talk about one simple ritual and energy balancing that will bring in rapid results into your life to shift your energy towards potential. I am talking about energetic cord cutting today and why it should always come part of your spiritual and energy practices. First, let's start with what an energetic cord cutting really is. Well, just like when we're birthed into this world, we are connected to our mothers through our physical cord, our umbilical cord. Well, energetic cords are very similar and where we're energetically connected to others through their energy cords. It's all around having healthy energetic boundaries. Hear that again. Having healthy energetic boundaries. What? Right? <sighs> more stuff to work with, right? Well, because we're more energetic than we are physical. That is the case. We tend to focus more on the physical world because we're in this physical world. But you got to remember, we're more energetic than we are physical. We have our aura field. We have our meridians. We have our chakras. We have our mental and emotional and spiritual bodies, which are all energetic. That's five out of the six. Only physical is the one. But because we're in this physical world, we tend to focus on this physical plane so much more than we do our energetic. And it's about finding a balance between the two. Well, just like when you're birthed and you had to be cut away from your mom, it's the same thing. We energetically connect to others through courting. And so we have to energetically work on that same kind of realm. One of my favorite quotes is, fools take a knife and stab people in the back. The wise take the knife and cut the cords and free themselves from the fools. And I'm not saying these people that we're connected to are fools. No, absolutely not. Because we connect to our family. We connect to our friends. We connect to people we really care about, our coworkers. It's just saying that I'm not letting them feed off of my energy at all. It's just saying I'm just taking care of my own energetic space. It's like maintaining my own. It's literally what this is about. When we enter into, into a relationship with someone, whether it's with a family, friend, intimate partner, colleague, someone we have a regular dealings with, or even an individual that you meet in passing, we can develop these energetic cords. Lightworkers, my energy workers, Reiki, therapists, doctors, nurses, your patients can cord to you because if they find a connection with you and they like their energy, they may not even know that they're doing that. So pay attention. These cords aren't necessarily bad, like I said. They actually help us form connections and understanding with each other. When we are connected energetically, we perceive on a much deeper level and have the ability to tune into the energy of that other person. We are all energy beings. While we tend to interact with the world through our five physical senses, the truth is our primary means of relating is energetically. We are more energetic body than we are physical. We are more than the physical perception. As we move through this physical life journey, growing, learning, and evolving, we need to look at all the things that no longer serve us. We need to let go of those limiting beliefs, fears, ego, and create space and increase our consciousness. This space is that potential and possibility. And as we're talking about consciousness, that word consciousness, we're literally at a turning point right now, energetically, where I feel like we're almost being tested. And the, the messages I've been getting is we really need to work on this conscious awareness, not only the conscious awareness of ourselves, but the conscious awareness of the planet, the sun, 
the stars, the moon, the galaxy, the universe, because it's all connected. But to even start this conscious awareness of all that I just talked about is we have to start with self first. And when we start learning and working with those energies, then we can shift it and move it into a different potential and we can increase our awareness and our consciousness. When we start making the transition by letting go, any kind of change is considered a transition and this leads to growth. And there's a, you know, there's a defining of it, moving in that growth of thriving, moving, but even in their transition, any kind of change, there's also a grief process. And we have to acknowledge that whenever we change, you know, a relationship and we see it's no longer serving us, even with friends, we have to grieve that with jobs, with homes, with any kind of transition and change. Remember, there's some layer of grief in that too, but it's also learning what, where when we do these points of transitions, we have to look at what's keeping us from moving forward. What's keeping us from meeting our true potential? And how is this connected to cord cutting? Well, if you're accumulating energy that is heavy, toxic, that weighs you down, and you're at your energetic peak and you feel like you should be moving forward, well, this is an idea that you should consider that maybe I need to cut some cords. Maybe someone is energetically corded to me that I didn't even realize. And it, it could feel like you're walking through tar almost. In terms of relationships with others, we tend to hold on to much more than it is healthy for us. Energetically, physically, even spiritually. Cutting energetic cords help us to move through these points of transition without the burden of carrying the weight of another's energy. That's the key. Carrying the weight of someone else's energy. For us to maintain our own energy is the biggest thing in itself. But when we're corded with people, we're also carrying their backpack. We're carrying their luggage. It's time to let that go. It could be their energy, past energy, anything else that doesn't serve you. The cord cutting helps us free to move forward with lightness and a self of openness. We can also choose to cut cords to our present relationships. Even those that are really great for us as a way of continuing cleansing the energy between us and creating new space for growth with the person. Hear that. It's creating new space. It's clearing out all the energetic clutter that's there, whether it's previous fights or previous, you know, disagreements, or maybe you guys aren't on the same page with stuff. And so it's clearing a clean slate for you guys to grow even bigger and stronger together. You can visualize an energetic cord as a connection from you to another person. There's an energy flow within the, this tube. It's like, it looks like when I look at it, I literally see it like this vibrational energetic tube. And it's depleting you because the, the other people can feed off of your energy. And it's a flow, an exchange between you or someone else. And you may even be depleting someone. Who knows? It's like a siphon of energy. If the cord is feeding us, the energy will be flowing towards you. But if someone is feeding off of you, it will be flowing away from you. And having this exchange, even with people we love, even with our children, is only good for a short period of time. I can feel my children cord to me when they're really sick or depleted, and I'm okay with that because I know it's only be for that short time and they need that energetic burst from my energetic field. We need to watch out for energy imbalance that occurs when we maintain this connection too long. If we're giving our energy that we don't want to give, it can drain you. 
you feel depleted. You feel like I can't get up. I can't move. I can't function. This is too hard for me. You get headaches. You just want to sleep. You're tired. Um, you can get very irritable. Those are some of the ways that you know that you're courted. Sometimes even after a long relationship has ended, we still remain courted to that person. And not just like intimate relationships, even friendships. Because part of us is sad to let that person go. A part of us doesn't want that relationship to shift and change, even though it's in our best interest, because we care about them. We're open-hearted and we remember and tend to focus on all the good things versus you know, why is it keeping us stagnant? Why isn't it keeping us from growing? But remember, when we have an accumulation of so many cords from a lot of people, this slow depletion will cause an energy defect. What do I mean? You won't be able to keep your auric field strong. Your chakras won't move the way they need to. Your meridians and flow of energy to your chakras through the rest of your body won't work the way that you, it needs to. Your connection to source through meditation, your third eye, won't flow the way it needs to. That's why this is so important. So how do you identify cords of attachment? I talked about some ways that you can feel depleted. What are some of the signs that you look for? Your energy levels are depleted, like I said before. Lowered immune function. You're getting sick often. You can't fight an infection. You're speaking more often of that other person, but in a, often a judgmental and not in a good way. So that's how you know you need to cut this cord. They're in your thoughts and it's, it's almost um, a little bit obsessive. When you go around them and they emotionally drain you. You literally leave their space or some time with them and you just feel depleted and you feel like you need to go lay down and you feel like you need to just shut yourself off from the world. That's how you know you have a cord with this person. When you think of them and they contact you out of nowhere, well, that's because they know you're thinking of them. There's that energetic exchange. They pop into your head for no reason and it becomes obsessive. Like you can't let go of other memories. You can't let go of the what ifs, of could haves. And you play all the scenarios over in your head over and over and over. Well, if this happened or that happened, that's obsessive. And that's how you know you need to cut that cord. One example um, with this with mine was I had an ex that I would always dream about. Vivid, vivid dreams. And I'm like, why am I dreaming about this person? This person hasn't been in my life for 10 years. And my friend was like, did you do a cord cutting? And I'm like, no. The minute I did the cord cutting, no dreams, no more memories keep flooding in. None of that. It was this instant relief. And this person tried to contact me through another family member. And I just set really clear boundaries of no communication. And I've no longer had those dreams. I no longer have those, those memories come up into my mind. And I realized I carried that cord for a very long time. But I had to set a very intentional cord cutting for this person directly. You fear running into them or you feel the need to avoid them. You know, there's just some people that are just toxic and that we have to shift the energy and get away from them. But, you know, the, those ones, you know, are a little bit different. These are the like the co-worker you tend to avoid because they have this energetic being of... Oh, I just don't want them in my space. I can't tolerate them right now. So this is one you may want to consider thinking about doing a cord cutting. Feelings of general lethargy, depression, or an unexplained sadness. Feelings of being stuck or a unable to make a decision. Trust your intuition. As you're listening to this, they're popping into your head. Who's coming into your head? 
Who, who are you thinking of? Who are you thinking of? Oh man, I need to shift this. And it doesn't always have to be to people that we know. We can cord to strangers, people we've only had a, a short period of interaction with. Even I've seen cords to places where people have had traumatic events and experiences. So keep an open mind. It's not always just a person that we know and interacted with. It can be a stranger that can cord to you, especially if you're in this healing work. People are drawn to you for some reason. You need to clear that. You can't carry that energy. You can't carry them at all. And so it's really important you realize when we do these cord cuttings, it can be from all people, all places, all time. There's no limit to that. And if you don't know who you're corded to, then that's the piece that you say. All pieces, all places, all times, all realities, all dimensions. And it's a calling back of your power too when we're doing this. That's the biggest thing that you have to realize we're calling back our pieces of us, our own, This because that's what they're taking from us is our power. That's what we're calling back. I wanted to kind of go through the chakras and how it looks like when people are courting there. And I'm gonna start from the root chakra, which is our foundational chakra. It's our safety chakra. It's being in this physical plane. When you're courted to someone, it's gonna be, take care of me, do this for me, take, you know, give me, give me, give me, versus nurture me, guide me, teach me, love me. Second one, sacral. Unfortunately, with the sacral, that's our sexual center, and it's also our emotional center. So when we see this courting, it's filled with a lot of emotion. It's filled with a lot of intensity. It's all that sudden of that fight breaking out, and it's just this huge volcanic rage and emotion at that person. It can also look like, have sex with me. Show me you love me by having sex with me. Touch me, give me what I want, kind of stuff. Where it should be, touch me, guide me, nurture me. And touch should always be in a way of intimacy versus just that physical gratification. That's what I mean by that, that's hand-holding. That's that soft caress against the cheek. It's those looking into someone's eyes and just smiling because you just love the way they look or how someone can smell your hair or just wants to hold you. That's how it's different. Okay, solar plex. This is our powerhouse of who we are, people. The power of who we are. I see a lot of cording to people's solar plexes. And this is where you're gonna feel that really like stomach issues, you're gonna have stomach pains, stuff like that. And it's gonna look when it's unbalanced. Tell me what to do. Tell me, give me, give me, give me, tell me. I don't understand versus guide me, teach me, teaching someone versus someone just, you're trying to learn something and they start yelling at you because you're not getting it. That's how it's disrupted. That's how you know that energy's where, where they're, they're getting angry about you not receiving and understanding. Well, maybe you're more visual and you need a visual representation of that. Where guiding and teaching is that loving, nurturing spot. Okay, well, you're not receiving it this way. So let's switch it up. Let's do it a different way, right? That's how you know it's balanced. Okay, from our huge heart chakra, our heart chakra of love, right? Our heart chakra is our biggest generator of all our chakras, all of our whole being. I have talked over and over and over this and I will continue until it's like embedded into everyone's head and how important our heart chakra is. It's our biggest generator of energy. It is literally, we have more neurons to our heart than we do to our brain. So whenever you're connecting, everyone always thinks their intuition is our third eye and crown, and actually it starts in the heart and then moves up. So just know that, remember that. It's always our heart. 
So how it feels is gonna be when it's off, love me. Why can't you love me? Love is expressed through them showing them things versus it being felt truly by that person. That's how you know it's unbalanced. Versus love me and accepting that person for where they're at. When it's unbalanced, they're trying to always constantly change that person. They're trying to make them into a different person than they are versus guiding them and teaching them a different way or a different possibility. But they should never feel shame or guilt for not following the same way as you. They should never feel shame or guilt because they feel or think the way that they do. So when you love someone, it's loving them for that polarity of the light and shadow pieces of them. It's seeing the, the woundedness, it's seeing the stuff that they're struggling and working through and still loving them and accepting them and still saying, I gotcha, I still got your back, I love you. Even these, what we would consider flaws, but to me, those are where the growth is. <laughs> That's where the seeds of potential and change happen is in those shadow pieces. It's beauty, we have gifts there. And we never acknowledge that. We never acknowledge how beautiful that space really is. Next one, and I see a lot of stuff in this one. It's the throat chakra. And we'll see it deficient when it's like, say you love me, tell me you love me, or it's really harsh. You know, the words of love are critical or condescending. It's like with a but or you should kind of stuff. And when it's balanced, it's like, tell me, tell me how to love you. Tell me what your love language is. So I know how do you can receive that. How, how do you receive that love? And it's words of receiving of, man, you're just beautiful today. Whether they don't have any hair or their hair done or makeup. And when a guy's done doing something, you just acknowledge that, you know, that task. Oh man, I really appreciated that. That was awesome. Look, I know you, you know, you took out of your time to do this for me. I greatly appreciate that. That's how that expression should look. Next one is third eye. And so when we see this one with a, you know, a different connection where we know we're courted is pay attention to me. Give me all your attention. You know, no, you shouldn't be hanging out with your friends and, and doing other activities. It's me, me, me. It has to be about me. You need to feel me. You need to give me all your, your attention, all your energy. That's how that looks versus see me, give me time. And when I say see me, like really see that person. See how their laughter lights up a room. See how when they sit with the children, how they can really guide and teach them. How you see how their dogs react and they're so excited to see them with just love and, and this energy of excitement. That's what I mean by see me. Okay, last one is crown. And when this is deficient, and I've seen this in like a lot of toxic relationships, I own you you're mine. That person becomes a piece of property, an object versus no, a human being that has a heart, feelings, things. No, they're mine. They belong to me. And how it should be is know me, value me, have gratitude for me. That's how it's it shows differently. But remember, it's not always necessary to know where all your cords are coming from. Cord cutting is all about intention. If you simply focus on cleaning up all these negative ties, that's enough. If a relationship has ended, whether it's romantic or platonic, those cords can still drain you of your vital life force energy and prevent you from moving forward. So this is why cord cutting is so important and why it's important to do rituals and ceremonies along with it. You know, it's very intentional about separating that energy from that person, especially if you know where this is coming from. Depending on the length, intensity, and the commitment of the relationship, 
your energies can be quite entwined. And this is what we want to kind of remove and um, let go of. Cord cutting pieces I'm going to give you that are really important to do. I'm going to give you four different ones to kind of work through. And it helps break these unwanted ties and recall your energy. Recall your power back to you. And it's okay to perfectly still love and care about the person that you're cutting cords from. When you do a cord cut, and remember it's not an act of violence towards them, but merely is an act of taking back your power and restoring energetic boundaries. Hear that again. You're restoring energetic boundaries. Something that's helpful even if you have to interact with them. It just helps. It helps clear the things. If I've had intense disagreements with any of my family members, that's including my children. I'll do a cord cut and clearing and clear my energetic space, the whole house. And then we can sit and have a discussion from a clear space for all of us. Number one, this one is a simpler one, but sometimes if we have really deep cords, this one won't cut it as much. But if we have like newly formed cords, I do this after every single session. It's so important. And I do even a sound clearing with my clients with a, a huge Tibetan crystal bowl that I have and it cuts the cords. They don't even realize that's what I'm doing. I'm cutting the cords and I'm also clearing their auric fields at the same time. Number one, smudging. Smudging is a burning of sage that is a try and true spiritual cleansing. Native Americans have been doing it for eons. Other cultures have been doing it in some kind of form with smoke and herbs and resins, clearing of the auric field or energy biofields. And so it's so important to, to do. Now, like I said, there's some cords that can be really rooted. Like that one that I had from that ex, I mean, that was over 10 years or more of roots. So I had to go deep. I had to do like Reiki and some other things, but we'll talk about that in a minute. What you'll need for this is the, and you can do smudge, you can use liquid or dry. That's two important things. Liquid is a spray. Like I make mine always on a full moon and high vibing energies and it just clears that room in that space. I don't go anywhere without my liquid sage when I'm traveling. I use it in my cars when I have to work in a workplace. I can't go in there and smudge and be like, ah, I got to smudge you guys out of here. <laughs> right? I can't do that. So I could just say, and I made one that has a beautiful rose tone base. So it's not so pungent with sage and Palo Santa smells. It's very earthy and grounding and people don't even realize I'm clearing that space so when I go into work it's from that clarity and I'm not pulling on other people's energies in that space. A dried, you can get dried or loose sage. You want to get a smudge bowl. Something that can hold heat that won't break on you. So there's popushkomis, there's burning bowls. There's tons of different things out there. You can even get an old teacup that's made of clay that you know you're not going to use and drink anymore. And, you know, use that. And you want to get, you can light this. If you have a bundle, you can light the bundle directly. If you're using loose, you want to get a charcoal, instant charcoal bit or some wood and light that get that going and then add your pieces to that and you just get a nice smoke going all the way around you and you're literally going to go from what we just talked about all the chakras we're going to go this time from top to bottom you're going to clear from the top of your crown through your third eye through your throat all the way down to your heart chakra to your solar plex sacral root and then get don't forget your feet clear it and just see that smoke cutting away any con connections see it just smoothing away and releasing and cleansing when you're doing this and you always want to set the intention of I 
cut all negative cords of connection. And I recall my energy and power now. May all negativity be cleared from my sacred space and return to the earth for healing. Then place the sage bundle back in its burning thing and let it kind of burn out. Or you can snuff it out in some sand or salt, whatever you're, you're used to working with. The spray works exactly the same. You're going to do the same thing. You're going to go from top to bottom, spraying and squirting all the way down with the same intention and releasing. And for the most part, the smudging works. It's a really good cleanser. And especially practitioners, I'm you gotta clear between each client. I can't tell you how many cord cuttings I have to do on healers and practitioners because they haven't cleared themselves between their clients. And they can be embedded, especially if they have multiple sessions with that person. Especially my hairdressers too. You're working in people's crowns, man. You're working in their high energy shockers. You gotta have something to clear your hands so you're not absorbing those people's energies. I always say get a piece of palm stone of rose quartz and you can wash your hands with the rose quartz and that will clear your energy and your field so you're not taking that in from that client. Number two, freezer method. This method carries the vibe of finality. So be really, really sure you want to cut these cords or sure ump of really not only cutting the cords, but it really sets an almost energetic boundary when we do this one. I always say this is kind of last results. These are more with toxic relationships, toxic people. These are the ones that you do this method. You'll need a pen, paper, plastic, paper bag, a freezer, of course, and you're going to write the person's name on the piece of paper. You're going to sage and um, set sacred space and anything that you do. And after you do that, you're going to write this affirmation. I am grateful for the lessons I have learned from you. I am ready to release them fully. All cords or attachments are going to be frozen. I release in the name of that person again from this lifetime, all past lifetimes, all future lifetimes. I break this bond. I am grateful for the lessons I've learned from you. And I'm ready to release them fully. I call back my power and energy to me now. All cords of attachment are now going to be frozen. And you're going to fold up this paper, place it in the bag, and you're going to bury it in the back of your freezer. You don't want someone to, if it comes out and it's undone, guess what? It's released. You want to add a little bit. I always add a little bit of water into the bag. So that's why a baggie is probably best. But some people like the brown paper bags. It's up to you. It's powerful and it's very symbolic. You only want to do this when there's unhealthy patterns and things that keep repeating. These are the ones that are in those abusive, physical, emotionally, mentally, spiritually even of relationships. This is when you do this. This is when someone keeps attacking you like on all levels and you need to not only pull that power back from you, but you need to put a very strict energetic boundary. And what I like about this one, and when we do any kind of, this is like a cord cut and binding. It's not imposing on any free will. What it's doing is just calling your power back and literally does an energetic barrier so they can't engage and try to interact with you. It's like a shield. And you want to put it in the back of your freezer. And But remember, once you take it out, this, this is released. Another one, Archangel Michael. Oh, the angel of protection. He is an amazing energy. 
healer, energy guardian. You work with him whenever there's any kind of fear, any kind of things that need to be cleared and moved away. He's the man to call on, man. You ask Archangel Michael, he's an absolute master of cord cutting. He has so many things out there to cut cords. And he's his job is literally there to protect and serve us. You heard that. Protect and serve us. So do not hesitate to call on that man. He is literally at my back at all times. When I do house clearings, he is literally the one that I am working with. I have to tell you a, a cute story. Last Halloween, I was a little bit bummed because I no longer have little kids that go trick-or-treating or anything like that. I just get a pass out candy and you would think oh that's still fun right but there's a part of me that misses the those childhood moments that I got to have with my kids now I'm gonna have to wait until one day when they decide to make me a grandma anyways we had this very unique beautiful child that came to the door and you can tell she was on the spectrum and she kept on trying to come in the door into the house and the father goes, well, wait, I need to share a story with you. And I said, well, she can come in. She can look around. And as he, she was coming in and looking around at the house, um, she went straight for one of my tables that has a lot of my spiritual items on it. Not, not my altar, but it has a lot of spiritual goodies on there with crystals, stones, rattles, feathers, and all that stuff. And he goes, she literally draws your house every day at school. He goes, she calls it the house of the angels. She says, you have a big angel posted on the top of your house. And I almost started crying because I literally have the man posted on top of my house, Archangel Michael. And not knowing like how receptive this parent was, I just said, yes, I'm an angel worker and I work with a lot with angels and his eyes just lit up. And she was just, she wanted to go and keep going through the house, but he, they left. But I thought that was just an amazing story when it comes to Archangel Michael. He comes, he's there, he posts up, let me know, he's the man. So work with them. When you're working with Archangel Michael, there's not much that you have to do. It's literally a prayer. It's literally calling Archangel Michael. Archangel Michael, please cut all these energetic cords that do not serve me. I trust your judgment completely as you sever all ties that drain my energy and bring back my power to me. I do this from a place of love and gratitude for the lessons these people do and given me. Thank you for this gift. And that's how you call it in. Simple, easy peasy. For me, I go a little bit more. I imagine his purple sword kind of going over the top of my crown and all through my chakras and just making sure he's cutting and clearing all those cords. There's tons of different ways to use Archangel Michael's energy and cord cutting online. Check it out on YouTube. There's tons of resources out there. My favorite, I'm a hands-on person. I am visual. I like to have a ceremony and ritual when I'm cutting cords. I like the physical representation that it does because it just makes me feel like I can physically feel that energy being cut and my energy being pulled back to me. So what you're going to need is incense to cleanse the space, scissors to cut your twine or cord, lighter, fire safe bowl again, about to 8 to 10 inches of twine or thread, a white candle because white is that universal energy, assorted crystals if you desire. This isn't a requirement. But if you like black trimaline for protection, rose quartz for the heart chakra and love, amethyst for the higher connection to spirit and source, you know, there's citrine to call back your power. So many different things that you can use. I 
like to even use. I use a selenite wand when I do this because it just helps give that physiality for it. Always start any ritual or ceremony by setting sacred space or casting a circle for my Wiccan and pagans. If you start with smudging, you know, clear it, get it out, get this energy out of your, your area. Do what you feels best for you. Cleanse your tools with the smoke and you get your string and you cut about that eight to 10 inches, like I said. And at one end, you wanna tie a knot that represents you. And on the other end of the string, you're gonna tie a knot that represents the person. And what's the key is, is that you leave a little bit of space on each ends because you're gonna tie these together and make a circle. Really visualize that person too when you're tying that knot. See them come to the face, feel the emotions with it, see their face, see their energy. And as you tie the two ends together, making a circle, you're gonna twist the twine three times. One, two, three. And you're gonna lay your crystals and salt around the twine if you wanna work with salt. And then you light your candle. And when you light your candle, you always wanna light it with intention. I always light it with the intention of love and light into this space, love and light working with this fire. And you see the light and love and universal energy coming in. Feel it come into that candle. And whenever you're working with fire, of course, practice fire safety first. Take time, close your eyes, breathe deeply and attuned to that person's energy. Try to come into a place of compassion as much as possible. Maybe even do a mini meditation beforehand if you really have a lot of intense feelings with this. You know, breathe, go into that heart space. You want to grab your bowl and lower the string into the candle flame and while it burns, put it into the bowl so you don't burn yourself and see it cutting those connections. See it cutting that cord, really deeply rooted cord, and to feel gratitude to this person, because no matter what, they gave you lessons to help you learn and to grow. And you can watch that fire just burn the rest of that twine, see it dissipate. And as it's burning that twine, call back your power, call back the pieces of you that they took, call back your energy to yourself. I call back my energy from this person, this place, this experience, this time. I call it back to me now, and I put it in, and put it back into my heart, into my body, into my soul, and always go into grace for what they you know they gave you for me I like to recite another chant I release a person's name from this lifetime all past times and all future lifetimes I break this bond I'm grateful for the lessons I learned from you and I'm ready to release this energy fully now this portion of our soul contract is complete and I release you for my energy field and I call back my power my essence back to me Thank you, thank you, thank you. And you visualize golden light filling into your space, removing all these cords, filling with love and light. And after it's all done and said, you always go into gratitude. Thank you for the lessons. Thank you for this energy. Thank you for this peace universe of helping me move forward. Gratitude is the highest vibration we can go. Even when we're in extreme anger and resentment and sadness, when we move into gratitude to help shift that and takes us to that higher vibration versus staying in that denser, lower vibration of those different feelings. Alternative, if you don't want to burn, you can get a picture of yourself and the other person and wrap it around twine around the two pictures and get scissors and cut the twine between the two and, and see the cords being cut and recite the above intention and then bury all the outside pieces and give it back to mother earth and she'll transmute it and 
release the energy for you. I will have the directions for all these different ceremonies and rituals that you can do around court cutting for yourself up on my website at www.alteredhaven.com. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you found some neat ways and some information about why it's so important to do this energetic cord cut. If you'd like to learn more about stepping into your personal power and my energy sessions that I offer, please visit my website at www.alteredhaven.com. Hit subscribe and join me on my other social media platforms for events, classes, and more metaphysical musings. And just a funny reminder, surround yourself with people who don't make you sage your home after they leave. Namaste, Trina.